0: My next guest was hand chosen by God and given unique insight into end time Bible prophecy. For the very first time, many of you will connect the dots and you're going to be shocked as these mysteries are explained in a different way than today's popular teachings on this edition of It's Supernatural!
1: Can ancient secrets of the supernatural be rediscovered? Do angels exist? Is there life after death? Are healing miracles real? Can you get supernatural help from another dimension? Has the future been written in advance? Mm -hmm. Sid Roth has spent 30 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid on this edition of It's Supernatural!
0: Hello, Sid Roth here with Joel Richardson, and I love prophecy. I love God predicting what's going to happen. And I used to be a stockbroker, and I'm almost ashamed to say I knew about things like inside information at that time, before I was a believer. Well we Bible believers are supposed to be dealing with inside information. And my guest, Joel Richardson, I believe was hand picked to understand end time Bible prophecy, revelation. As a matter of fact, Joel, your wife had a prophetic word before you were even married. Tell me about that.
2: She had a woman that was praying over her with a significant prophetic gifting. And one of the things that she said was that you will marry someone that will release significant new understanding into the end times to the body of Christ. Now. When she said that to me, shortly after we got married, I thought, how can I release information about something that I have no understanding of? This is not something that I can make happen. So if that's going to take place, it's going to be something that the Lord is going to have to release.
0: Okay. So then you go to a meeting with 7,000 people. And with 7,000 people, a prophet is speaking. And guess who he picks out to prophesy over? Joel. Did you know he
2: was going to pick you? I mean, 7,000 people. Sitting in the shadows of the very back row of this <laughs> massive auditorium, he uh, called my wife and I out by name. By na- Did he know you? No. <laughs> okay. He called us out by name and uh, spoke about several different issues into our lives that no one, that no man could know in the natural. Uh, obviously, the Lord was speaking to us. And then among the things that he said was that the Lord was releasing me into a season of divine revelation specifically because of years of waiting on the Lord uh, and and developing and cultivating an intimate relationship. And
0: and you knew that divine revelation, what was was exploding within you when he said that?
2: Yeah, the moment he said that I immediately, my mind was immediately moved to the prophecy that my wife had. And I knew that it had to do with uh, this revelation concerning the end times and still at that time I thought you know it's gonna to have to be the Lord but it was it was shortly after that that um, I guess I'll call it the divine downloads began to take place and uh, you know it when it happens you wake up you read the word he opens up the word and there's just energy there's energy on your Bible study there's energy in uh, enlightenment on your mind so to speak as you consider world events and uh, really I have sort of been in that buzz it seems as though now for the past several years
0: okay he spends almost a year in the Middle East He studies and it applies himself, as he should, but it's not a normal study. It's with revelation. And in your studies, you found some fascinating things out about Islam. Uh, Tell me some of the things you found out.
2: Sure. Well, you know, for the past, let's say, 50 years, the majority of uh, folks... Christians and so forth that have been studying biblical prophecy have really had a very european western centric view and one of the things and of course when I say this a lot of people say well of course this is just common sense uh, but really what I'm what I'm doing is showing people that all of the prophecies of the Bible all of the emphasis and the focus is really israel centric and it's beyond being israel centric it's messiah centric so if we simply try to boil down the essence, the basic big story that the Bible is telling, it's actually very simple and it's something that everybody can grasp. It's not nearly as complicated as a lot of people have made it. But
0: tell me what you have found. I want you to summarize. What is the Islamic
2: mindset? Sure. Well, there's many things. When you look at the religion of Islam and you compare it to what the Bible says about the end time. Uh, army of the, the antichrist or the anti-messiah, you see that the prophecies of the Bible and the religion of Islam fits hand in glove, that it, it fulfills it to a T. Uh, specifically, you can, numerous examples. Uh, let's go to that treaty. Sure, sure. The Treaty of Hudaybiyah. This is a prime example. Uh, early in the career of Muhammad, he entered into a treaty with the largest, most powerful tribe in the region. They were called the Qurayshis. And it was a 10-year peace treaty. Now, immediately after this treaty, the next day, he had a, quote, revelation where he claims that Allah, his God, told him that from that day forward, anyone that joined what was at that time a small fledgling band of about 1,000 men can now have a significant share of the plunder, the booty, the slaves, the women, etc. Within two years, this group of desert pirates became 10,000 strong. Then he broke the treaty. He turned and crushed the power of the Qurayshis. So Muslims look to Muhammad as the premier, perfect example that they are to emulate. So now Muslims have as an example this concept of breaking treaties. So it's okay. Uh, Did you get that? The precedent is make a
0: treaty when you're weak, but when you're strong, break it. What did Arafat, when he was in in power, uh, say secretly? We know what he said to the the U.N. and and, and to the world. What did he say behind the scenes, secretly?
2: Sure. Well, at this time, there was a significant peace treaty going on between the Palestinians headed up by Arafat and, and Israel. And everyone was very excited. They thought this was a major breakthrough. Well, here was Arafat at a group speaking in Arabic. And he said to everyone, he said, the treaty that I've just entered into with Israel is merely the treaty of Hudaybiyah. And in the same spirit have I entered into it. And it is through this treaty that we will continue our march to Jerusalem. In other words, I only entered into this so that we can gain power. Our goals have not changed. When the time is ripe, we will march militarily and take Jerusalem.
0: So explain to me how our government can orchestrate a peace agreement with the Palestinians in Israel if that is their
2: goal. Explain this to me, Joel. It makes no sense. It doesn't at all. It's done out of pure ignorance of Islamic theology and Islamic history. If we understand that this is the goal of the Palestinians, which is. But our State Department must understand this. I, I would like to think so. I would like to think so let me quote a, a Islamic tradition that is the foundation for Hamas and the Palestinians it says the day of resurrection will not come until the Muslims fight against the Jews and kill them until there are only a few Jews left hiding behind a tree or a rock and the tree of the rock will cry out and say "O oh, faithful Muslim there's a Jew behind me come and kill him Muslims believe it is their divine call to eliminate the Jewish people Okay, it doesn't sound like a peace-loving religion to me.
0: We'll be right back with Joel Richardson and we're going to find out what the Bible says and identifies is mystery Babylon. Don't go away.
1: We'll be right back to It's Supernatural!
0: One new man. The convergence of Jews and Gentiles. The two becoming one new man in Yeshua. When Jews and Christians become one new man in Messiah Jesus, we will experience a move of God such as the world has never seen. If you want to experience an explosive outpouring of God's Spirit, God's love, God's power, then log on to www.sidroth.org to learn more about the one new man.
1: We now return to It's Supernatural!
0: Hello. Sid Roth here with Joel Richardson. And Joel, the book of Revelation talks uses a term, Mystery Babylon. What is Revelation talking about?
2: Mystery Babylon, this is one of the really the greatest final frontiers of Bible prophecy, one of the greatest mysteries. Uh, in a nutshell, Babylon is essentially the spiritual and economic fountain that will give birth to the greatest false religion that the world has ever known. So the book of Revelation tells a story. It tells a story about a woman, that's Israel, and she's about to give birth to a child, that's the Messiah, and it's through this woman and this child that the entire world will find redemption. But before the woman, desiring to devour the woman and the child is the dragon, that's Satan. And his uh, method throughout history to come against Israel has been a series of empires. They are anti-Semitic. They are anti-Yahwistic, they are anti-Messiah, anti-Christ, if you will. And it's through these empires throughout history that Satan has, he's had his strongholds in the earth. So we had ancient Babylon, we've had Rome. Today, the empire in the earth that is reigning is the Islamic empire. That is the premier anti-Semitic.
0: But wait a second, most people think that this mystery Babylon is Rome.
2: Exactly. When we look at Revelation 17, it says that the city sits on seven hills, which are also seven heads, also seven kings. Mountain, it's actually not hills, it's mountain. Mountain is a common biblical motif for a kingdom or an empire which corresponds to kings. And when we look at history, we see that the Roman Empire was the sixth empire. The sixth empire of biblical history that persecuted and tried to destroy the Jewish people Islam is the natural successor that fulfills the pattern of all of the previous empires. It is the greatest, most powerful, anti-Semitic, anti yahwistic force that the world has ever seen.
0: Okay, you did a tremendous Bible study, because I've read it, identifying from the Bible that Mystery Babylon is Saudi Arabia. Uh, now uh, another name for mystery Babylon is the great harlot and uh, the Bible talks about those that are going to commit fornication with her who is mystery Babylon
2: fornication needs to be understood in the simple terms of idolatry it is false worship it is any worship that is attributed to any other God other than Yahweh the God of Israel the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob not Allah, not the God of Islam, two very different gods. Saudi Arabia is the premier fountain. It is the location from which Islam was birthed into the world, and today, when you say what is the premier export of Saudi Arabia, people say oil. The fact is its primary export is Islam, its ideology. So fornication is the exportation of false religion. Saudi Arabia is not only an economic uh, manipulator in the earth, by literally pouring millions of dollars into the back pockets of world leaders and and using their money as a powerful uh, anti-semitic lobby. All right, let's just take our most recent presidents. Uh, Why don't you start
0: with Carter and work up very quickly. How has Saudi Arabia uh,
2: swayed their thinking? When you look at the donations that uh, former President Carter received, it's in the tens of millions, and tens that's all we know. Tens of millions? Tens of millions of donations to him personally. From Saudi Arabia. To his Is that why he comes out with books that are so anti-Semitic? That are brazenly anti-Semitic, accusing Israel of being an apartheid nation, accusing them of essentially being the modern Nazis of the earth. It is the what slotted- what
0: about Bush?
2: Uh, George Bush Sr., George Bush Jr., they have deep historical relationships with the Saudi princes, Uh, Ambassador Bandar, close personal friends. So you ask, why is it, a lot of Christians would say, why is it that President Bush, supposedly a born-again believer, would come out and say that Islam is a religion of peace and a great religion? We know that's not true. Well, perhaps it has to do with the fact that he's received tens of millions of dollars from the Saudis. Okay, but President
0: Obama certainly hasn't.
2: Well, history shows that uh, President Obama received uh, substantial funds from the Saudis through uh, an intermediary that actually financed his education at Harvard and Columbia University, and so he's just got in. Uh, Most of the presidents are receiving the funds after they get out. He already has received uh, quite a substantial amount of money. We look at Clinton. Just before the election, they had to open up their Mm -hmm. donations over 30 million from Saudi and Gulf Arabs. That money has an effect. People don't give millions of dollars away for no reason.
0: Okay, what about, you mentioned universities. Why are all of these great universities like Harvard, and Georgetown and others um, putting up great buildings of Islamic study, bringing in top Muslims to speak on their campuses? Uh, Harvard, why would they do that?
2: 20 million dollars. 20 million? 20 million From dollars. From who? Prince Al Walid bin Talal, one of the most wealthy men in the world, poured 20 million into Harvard, 20 million into Georgetown to essentially create Islamic propaganda study centers. And then he had the gall to come to the, uh, Harvard and lecture the United States about our need to be more tolerant. This coming from a prince who comes from a nation that will not allow a simple church, synagogue to be built in their country where Christians and Jews can't openly practice their faith. He comes to the United States and lectures us. We need to be more open to Islam. Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: We know who mystery Babylon is. What about a term referred
2: to in the book of Revelation as the beast? What is the beast? The beast and the harlot, the beast and Babylon, have this very interesting relationship. It's, it's kind of like the Lone Ranger and Silver. They're rider and steed. They go together. But then we see that the beast turns on and devours the woman. The beast is essentially the end-time revived empire, the revived coalition or union of nations that will then turn on the woman, that's Saudi. In the end it says it will they will burn her with fire.
0: Yeah, you know, I saw your identification of who the beast nations are and even more important, who is the chief of the beast nations. You'll be shocked. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this
1: word. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural!
3: The church is looking for a left-behind prophetic end-time scenario, but God has hand-picked Joel Richardson to reveal a Middle Eastern end-time scenario, which is the key to understanding the book of Revelation. Call now and receive Joel Richardson's prophetic four-part teaching series on two DVDs, Understanding the Times, for a donation of $30. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1317. In this groundbreaking prophetic teaching series, Joel examines the evidence supporting his conclusions direct from the book of Revelation. (laughs) We'll be right back. The cat sat on the You will understand why Israel and the U.S. face great danger by entering into alliances and treaties. Learn why a prominent Muslim leader is supporting the idea of rebuilding the Jewish Temple alongside the Dome of the Rock. Find out about the rise of Turkey as the leader of a 10 nation Islamic alliance that will attack Israel. Learn why the Antichrist will not be of European descent, but rather from a Middle Eastern Islamic nation, and so much more. Through this shocking DVD biblical prophecy series, you and your loved ones will be prepared for the of the Messiah. Don't miss out on getting Joel Richardson's prophetic four-part teaching series on two DVDs, Understanding the Times. For a donation of $30, shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1317. Call or you can write to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural! Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 1317 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today.
1: We now return to It's Supernatural!
0: Hello. Sid Roth here with Joel Richardson. Joel has been handpicked by God to explain in such a simplistic fashion end time events. And we're supposed to understand this from the Bible. Now Joel, you are so convincing to me of Who these beast nations are and in particular who is the chief beast nation and it'll surprise you tell me?
2: I think the Bible is very clear that the nation of Turkey will emerge as a regional leader in the Middle East and What's so interesting about that is that when we look at the history of uh, the Islamic Empire in the Middle East Uh, began with the uh, Umayyad and the uh, Abbasid uh, empires which culminated with the Ottoman Empire. For over 500 years, Asia Minor, that's Turkey, ruled the Middle East and it was not until 1924 that that empire was actually uh, broken up and the head of that empire uh, was essentially beheaded, the caliph of the Islamic world. When I say, so, so when the Bible talks about
0: uh, this beast will have a fatal head wound, that's what you're talking about?
2: Yeah, a lot of, a lot of believers think that this is referring to the Antichrist, the individual, but in fact when the Bible speaks of the beast, it's primarily first and foremost referring to an empire. That's based off of the pattern of Daniel 7. Now it does also sort of consolidate down to the leader of that empire, but first and foremost it's speaking of the Empire it says that the Empire would suffer what appears to be a fatal head wound and then it would come back to life for over 500 years the head of the Islamic Empire was Turkey and it was from Turkey that the caliph again think Pope general and president all wrapped into one ruled the entire Islamic world 1924 that office was abolished that was the beheading that was the fatal head wound today Turkey is re-emerging as a uh, a world power, but primarily as a regional power in the Middle East.
0: Well, it's interesting. Turkey used to be considered the only friend Israel had among the Arab countries, but that's ended with the flotilla uh, and and the big uproar over that. I mean, the timing is very significant. Tell me about some of these top think tank people like uh, George Friedman. What does he say about Turkey?
2: Sure. George Friedman is the CEO and founder of Stratfor. This is the world's leading think tank forecasting, uh, strategic forecasting uh, outfit. What he said is, is absolutely true. He said that the Middle East is incapable of being dominated by an outside Western uh, forces. But as we are slowly evacuating from the Middle East, we're creating a vacuum. Inevitably, Turkey is the only nation, as history shows, that has the ability to dominate the Middle East, to rule the Middle East. Muslims are capable of being ruled by a Muslim power, not a Western power. And he says that in the days to come, in the years to come, we will see Turkey emerge as a world superpower. And they will reemerge in their role as the leader of, in in essence, a neo-Ottoman empire. And that's exactly what the Bible predicts.
0: Now, will Babylon, Saudi Arabia uh, be concerned about this coalition of nations run, run by the beast, Turkey? What does the Bible say?
2: Sure. Well, what we need to understand with regard to the geostrategic uh, you know, alliances and so forth in the Middle East is that you have the Arab bloc. That's Saudi, Egypt, and Jordan. And then across the, the Gulf, you have uh, Iran. That, those are the Shia. Now most of the average Islamists on the street, they go, okay, given the choice between these, what they think are corrupt Western puppet regimes or the bold but yet Shia, i.e. sort of heretical Muslims, they go, we're not really sure which side to go with. Now there's a third choice and that's the Turks. They're bold, they're confrontational, they're strong. The heart of the Islamic world is turning to Turkey, and they're looking to Turkey as the natural uh, leader Uh, of the three options. They're saying this is the best, uh, this is the strong horse that we should start betting on. Uh, Okay. Uh, Mystery Babylon is supposed to be
0: very wealthy. How, How wealthy is Saudi Arabia?
2: There is no nation in the world that lives in the excess, in the absolute abundance of luxury that the Saudi princes do. Uh, You know, there are just numerous examples. You have stories going back to the 80s when the Saudi king would go up to Paris for the evening and gamble away over $20 million in one evening. Now you take inflation and and figure what that is today. That's like wasting $40 million for fun and pleasure in one night. You name So when the Bible states
0: that this mystery Babylon, or as you believe, Saudi Arabia, We'll be opulent. We'll have. Uh, tell me about that car you told me about on the radio show.
2: Same guy, Prince Alwaleed bin Talal, uh. recently showed off one of his cars. It was a diamond-studded Mercedes-Benz. The entire car was encrusted with diamonds. $43 million uh, in one car. And he's got 38 or some odd cars in his Okay, the briefly, tell me about this man because I find him fascinating. Adnan Oktar. Adnan Arktar is the most published author in the entire Islamic world, a Turkish intellectual. Uh, He's got close to 300 books, wildly influential, Um, very moderate for a Muslim, very, very popular. He is openly calling for all sorts of very interesting things, one of which is what he calls a Turkish-led Islamic Union. Just after the recent flotilla incident, I saw maps of the Turkish-led Islamic Union all over the world. They were holding up these signs saying the Turkish-led Islamic Union is the solution. Uh, he's also calling for, of all things, here's a Muslim leader that is calling for, a very influential Muslim leader calling for the reestablishment of the temple in Jerusalem to be built by the Jews. He calls it Solomon's palace. Why does he want this? Uh, from his perspective he thinks that it's just um, something wonderful uh, that this is, he, he believes that because uh, Solomon was a prophet that we should rebuild these ancient And buildings. the Bible talks about rebuilding the temple in the last days. That's exactly what the Bible talks about and there are various movements, alliances between Orthodox Jews and Muslims to rebuild this temple. that is an
0: anti-Messiah situation that is evolving. Are many Muslims coming to believe in Jesus now?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. The fact of the matter is is that numerous uh, trends are merging at one time. We have the information revolution, we have a revival throughout the Islamic world of Muslims who are encountering uh, Yeshua, Jesus, he's appearing to them in dreams and visions and as a result you have some of the most bold and fearless witnesses that the islamic world has ever seen i
0: see that boldness i plain call it normal and it's time you became normal how do you become normal number 1 you take that dead heart of flesh and you repent of your sins and you believe that jesus washed away your sins and ask him to live inside of you then number 2 become a Talmudin, a student of the Word of God, and start not just hearing, but doing what he says. Some of these radical Muslims that are coming to Jesus, they are going to be on fire for God. Can you see these radical Muslims that come to Jesus and these Orthodox Jews that come to Jesus lining up hand in hand saying, I love you, We, uh, I love Arabs, I, and the Arab says, I love Jews. And being one new man, a full dwelling place for God and wrapping up the whole thing, make sure you're part of it. That's what you you have to do right now.
3: The church is looking for a left behind prophetic end time scenario, but God has handpicked Joel Richardson to reveal a Middle Eastern end time scenario, which is the key to understanding the book of Revelation. Call now and receive Joel Richardson's prophetic four part teaching series on two DVDs, Understanding the Times. For a donation of $30, shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1317. In this groundbreaking prophetic teaching series, Joel examines the evidence supporting his conclusions direct from the book of Revelation. The <laughs> you will understand why Israel and the U.S. face great danger by entering into alliances and treaties. Learn why a prominent Muslim leader is supporting the idea of rebuilding the Jewish temple alongside the Dome of the Rock. Find out about the rise of Turkey as the leader of a ten-nation Islamic alliance that will attack Israel. Learn why the Antichrist will not be of European descent, but rather from a Middle Eastern Islamic nation and so much more. Through this shocking DVD, Biblical Prophecy Series, you and your loved ones will be prepared for the Turn of the Messiah. Don't miss out on getting Joel Richardson's prophetic four part teaching series on two DVDs. Understanding the Times. For a donation of $30, shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1317. Call or you can write to Sid Roth. It's supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 1317 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today.
0: Next week on It's Supernatural. As my next guest shared before thousands of Muslims how as a Jew he came to believe in Jesus as the Messiah, hundreds received Jesus. Then one Muslim broke through security and in the excitement put him in a headlock. Find out what happened on this edition of It's Supernatural.